Hello, and welcome to Buddies Without Borders. I'm Stevie Jackson. I'm an actor, writer, and producer in Vancouver, BC. And it is I, Christopher Royce. Haha, <laughs> I remember to do the thing. I'm a writer and a podcaster in the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> we talked about that a few episodes ago, and I we keep did. forgetting. <laughs> nice callback. Um, so we are coming at you with a shorter than typical episode for us this time around, and that is because we are... <laughs> kind of sort of taking this month off, but we didn't want to leave you high and dry with no warning. Uh, so we're going to do sort of a lightning round of things we've been enjoying, things we recommend, uh, and then we will see you in June. We've got some exciting new stuff planned, and we're going to take the time to work on that. Absolutely. I'm, getting, I'm writing down here for a lightning sound effect. So anytime one of us says lightning round, I'm going to put in like a thunderclap. Nice. <laughs> Okay, well, so Chris, what is the first item on your lightning round Ooh, list? I'm starting. Okay. Um, I caught up with a series that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, uh, Andy Daly's Review, which was on so Comedy good. Central 2014 to 2017. And I didn't watch this at the time. Uh, I will not know what the show was. I did not understand. I thought it was just like a sketch show. Oh, and okay. Actually, like a very tightly scripted let's say tragic comedy yeah <laughs> series <laughs> uh Andy Daly is the comedian behind other many other things but we have talked about him with his uh dead authors podcast two-parter yes he, plays he did Alvin make Hubbard, a stunning appearance yep <laughs> famous on this show for that I guess I would say um but his character uh Forrest McNeil is a professional critic of life events so just People write in and they say, can you please do a review of this thing? And his life is um, metaphorically and sometimes literally absolutely just on fire and <laughs> goes down the tubes. And At least once it was literally on fire. Yeah, People die. It is, it is hilarious and it is... Um, it, it's not serious, but very serious things happen to poor Forrest because he is so committed to the idea of this show. And he cannot get himself out of it, no matter how hard he doesn't try. <laughs> now, sometimes he does review pleasant experiences. I seem to recall that one time he reviewed eating pancakes. Well, that didn't start. <laughs> no, didn't start with pancakes, but pancakes, five stars. Pancakes, five stars. But also I'm thinking of, I believe it was the episode where he was asked to review eating an ice cream cone. And that somehow ended in tragedy also. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I did see the show. I just, I watched it when it was uh, actively on, like when it was happening. So it's been a while. That's all. Um, my, my specific memories are uh, vague. Yes. James Urbaniak plays his producer who yes. may or may not be manipulating him for the goal of the show <laughs> or for the ends of the show, I guess I should say. Um, and then some season one guest stars to shout out Andy Richter, Ashley mm -hmm. Teasdale, Jason Manzukis, Rich Fulcher, Emo Phillips, Maria Thayer, Allison Tolman. Uh, Ian Roberts and Matt Besser and on and on and on. It's a great show. And the ending is incredibly good. I don't know if we want to spoil the very end of the show for people I, who have not watched it. I wouldn't because we're doing recommendations. So okay. I'm going to vote that we maybe don't don't fully spoil anything. Mild okay. spoilers since we're talking about stuff. Three but seasons. spoil the finale. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Then in that case, I will be done. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars for Andy Daly's review. Awesome. What's on your list? Uh, the first item on my list is a new show called Severance. It's on Ooh, Apple TV. So uh, 
It's so good. It came out pretty recently. Uh, it stars Adam Scott and Patricia Arquette, as well as Zach Cherry. You may not know his name, but you know his face. You've seen oh, him absolutely. in things. Uh, Britt Lower, John Turturro, who for some reason I did not recognize due to the mustache. <laughs> and Christopher Walken. I'm sorry, John Turturro. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, and the premise of the show is something that I think anyone who's ever had a job has kind of wondered about. Like, yeah. what if your work life and your home life were completely separate? And in this case, by completely separate, what they mean is they have put an implant in certain people's brains so that when they are at work, they are their work self and they have no consciousness at all of their life outside work. And when they are out of work, they are their outside self. Mm -hmm. um, and the nicknames for these selves are <laughs> their innies and their outies. Adorable. Your innie works in the company and your outie is you and the rest of the world. But the outie has no consciousness of the innie. All it knows is that it goes to work. It mm -hmm. does not know what happens there. It knows how to get there, where to park, how to get into the building. Um, but then there's a point in the sort of the end of your commute, once you're in the building before, like it happens in your elevator on the way to your office yeah. where your persona switches right over. Um, and so it, it's just a really interesting concept because it seems like a thing in theory that could be good, mm -hmm. but it also raises the question of if the you at work doesn't know anything about the outside you, who is that person? Who are you at yeah. work? Um, and we do, for a while, we really only see, other than Adam Scott's character, Mark, we only see everybody else when they're in the place. Um, we see him in and out. So we really travel with him to see what this is like for him and how actually terrible it is <laughs> yeah um this show is is you know i made a bunch of notes and uh but because this show really has just come out and i don't want to spoil it for people i'm <laughs> i'm not gonna uh use most of them but one of the there are some big mysteries in the show mm -hmm. one of which is uh what does this company do yeah if the company is called lumen which is uh, spelled L-U-M-O-N. Um, there is no real indication of <laughs> what that means. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be anyone's name. We don't know if it has to do with illumination. We don't know if it's a misspelling of lemon. So <laughs> we only know a few people who work in the company. We know these four people who, so Adam Scott and his three coworkers, Zach Cherry, Britt Lower, and John Turturro. Um, and they sit in a little... A group of four cubicles all day and work with data and they don't know what the data is and they just sort they it. appear to be in the basement of like a massive office complex so it's not just a small building there are clearly lots of other people who work for the company there's a huge parking lot and they talk a lot yeah. about like staggering in in uh, ingress and egress so that they're not you know like fingered from the outside as these people all work together yeah and the so, four of them also it's it's so they don't run into each other oh yeah so if they see each other in the outside world, which we do see happen once, I think, in the pilot, they have so, yeah. no recognition of each other. They have no idea that they work mm -hmm. with this person. Yeah. Um, you think they're in the basement. That's interesting. I thought they were on an upper floor, but no, with no windows. 
It seems clear to me that the elevator goes down, although I, I thought can't it went think up. of specifically why. That's just my sense of it. That's fascinating. It was clear to me that it went up. Well, and also the building, it's it's got a large footprint because there's a lot of really yeah. great like landscape establishing shots, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like the what we eventually see of that floor is mm -hmm. it seems bigger than the footprint of the building to me. Hmm. Interesting. I thought they made Especially, very careful not to really show us that. Well, okay. Because all the hallways look the my, same. Absolutely. But they, I don't know how much we want to spoil it, but they go to, you just stop me if I'm hitting a spoiler, you don't want me to share, but they go mm -hmm. to the residence of the important person. And that mm -hmm. all seems to be on the same level. And that seems to be like a multi-level, remember the, the part where they're touring? Sorry, I'm trying to be really <laughs> circumspect. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. I know. When you said the residence, I was like, well, no one lives there. I know what you mean. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think we can say that there is a, this company has a founder uh -huh. and the founder's original home has been built into the landscape of the, the work building. Yes. Um, There's like a museum and it seems to be a mansion a that is, and they're in like a multi-story space, which to me feels underground. See, I took it to be in the middle. Uh, like it's, to me, it's at yeah. the center. Yeah. Um, and it's been sort of roofed in, but I didn't take it to be the basement because that I that it doesn't make sense to me that that house, which would have been at street level in its day, would be in the basement. Yeah. And how see, would like, you make that happen? You have was to. Not, I was not doing the logical work of what you're describing because okay. the show is just so odd that like it would make sense to me if they had rebuilt the house from where it originally was, like they had moved it into this museum, like piece by piece or something. Like I'm just not taking yeah. anything for granted with this show. So I'm. I guess my my brain is. Um, preconditioned to assume the weirdest explanation for things. Possibly, yeah. Uh, to so me, you, it seemed, you may very well be right. It seemed very clear to me that the elevator went up. It's interesting to me that it seemed very clear to you that it went down, and it makes uh -huh. me wonder if that if it's on purpose that we can't tell. And we and I, that would surprise me. Are to make their individual assumption. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they sort of they kind of sort of go outdoors to get to the founder's house like there's a yard and stuff it's actually not clear whether there's a roof Absolutely. or not or just a closed yeah. courtyard so i took that to be the original house on its original land and this company has been built around it see this, that absolutely the structure has been also. built around it so that's street level yeah um but lead there's no way at this point another reason i think that they built the the facility around it is there's no way out from that house that doesn't just mm -hmm. get you back into the office building. But yes. one of one of the things I found fascinating about the show, and I'll wrap it up soon because we are doing a lightning round, <laughs> um, is that all the corridors look the same. It made me wonder on that set, do they actually just have the one white corridor or did they spring for two? And I've now seen yeah. a behind the scenes photo from one of the actors that leads me to think they had two so that they could okay. turn the corner and keep going, but it's just an L shape essentially, yeah. um, which would be very easy and cheap to build oh, and film on yeah um so it it could be endless but everything looks the same so you absolutely just get lost um i just it's it's brilliant the whole thing is brilliant i really encourage people if you have apple tv mm -hmm. give it a watch i got so invested so so quickly why well, again not to have this go too long but i got i came to the show maybe five or six episodes in because people online just would not shut up about how good it was and mm -hmm. so i watched the first like six or seven, I think. And then the last couple of the season 
um, live with everybody else. And oh. so like the, the slow burn of it, I didn't have mm-hmm. to sit through quite no, as No, I waited till it was over and binge the whole thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it definitely like the first couple episodes were a little slow for me personally, but then I found by the end of it, I was real mad the way it ended because I wanted more. <laughs> like, no, you can't end it right there. That's not, no, I need to know what happens next. Oh, I was not at all surprised by where they ended it. But I wasn't either, but still. The, well, the advantage for me of waiting until it was over and then binging it was when I saw the finale, I already knew it had been picked up for season two. Oh yeah, that's fair. So we will get, whatever happens next um what is the next thing on your lightning round list okay this is a show that i could absolutely do a whole two-hour double episode on so i'm not going to i was gonna say Um, you have like five minutes (laughs) i'm gonna do like a a 30 second hit on this even though it deserves so much time but it's a show called resident alien uh which stars among others alan tudyk Mm -hmm. in i would say the role of a lifetime of someone who i think is really undervalued Mm -hmm. um i know him first from firefly but he's done tons and tons of like voiceover and um mocap work uh, mm-hmm. He was one of the first people to play a significant mocapped character in the iRobot movie from 2004. He played the oh, yeah. main robot character cool. uh, across from Will Smith and um, yeah. Bridget Moynihan. And so, like, I absolutely think that he should be up there with, um, like, Ahmed Best from The Phantom Menace, because he played one of the first mocap characters in 1999, mm-hmm. long before, on the a couple years before um, Andy Serkis was playing Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies. And so like, there's yeah. a generation of these actors. Alan Tudyk then went on to play K2SO in um, the Rogue One Star Wars movie. Anyway, Alan Tudyk, I could talk about forever as apparently I already started doing. Um, <laughs> but this I know is... him largely from his uh, guest starring on Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good in that as well. But um, he is playing the human form of an alien who has crash landed on Earth. And the intricacy that he brings to this performance is just really spectacular. Like he's played weird characters and, you know, done strange things. He was Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Like this is a guy who's had a very weird and interesting career. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the alien qualities of this alien are spectacular in his performance. And also they show the physical form of the alien, not a spoiler, but mm-hmm. the design of it, I think, is one of the best aliens after maybe Ceres from Galaxy Quest, like wow. just a, a non-human creature, it is fascinating and beautiful to look at those frames. Um, but the rest of the human cast is very good as well. Um, I'm going to particularly shout out Sarah Tomko and Alice Wetterland, who are important supporting characters. Um, Alice Wetterland is a comedian I've liked for a long time, and I have not seen Sarah Tomko in anything before this, but they both absolutely make this show in a show that has a really, really strong supporting cast, which also includes Linda Hamilton and Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. and lots and lots of other people, but it's essentially it's a, like it's a small a town show. mystery box show. And I absolutely love the hell out of it. And now I'm going to have to stop talking because there's <laughs> nothing else to say that has lead yeah. me off into a million other directions. It's great. It films here. I've auditioned for it. Oh, really? Um, yep. Yeah. It's uh, for, uh, for the first season. I think I auditioned for it. It's been a while, but yeah. Have you watched any of it? I don't think I get the channel. I'll have oh, okay. to look for it now. It'll be on something now where I can get it. It's on Sci-Fi Live and it's on Peacock here. Um, Day Plus. Yeah, we're not allowed to have Peacock in Canada for reasons unknown. Um, dun dun dun. Like you can't. A Canadian cannot access it. I tried. Uh, yeah, we don't get either of those. I don't get Sci-Fi Channel, but I think it's probably on. It'll wherever it airs in Canada. 
-hmm. the network that owns that will eventually put it on streaming somewhere. I'm sure if I look hard enough for it, I'll find it. Yeah, it's got to be. It's in its second season and more is coming. So very excited. What's your next thing? Uh, My next thing is a show called Better Things. Okay. Starring Pamela Adlin. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope I'm saying her last name right. I don't know if it's Adlin or Adlon. I feel like I've heard both, but I don't remember what I've heard her say. I've never heard her say it is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I did not, before we started recording, I did not go and dig around in interviews. Because, you know, people don't, it's, it's, it's rare that interviewees actually introduce themselves. Yeah. So I didn't have time to go scouring for one where she actually introduced herself. Um, and there's people who like go their entire careers with their names mispronounced like Steve Buscemi yes like 30 years with people calling him Buscemi I called him Buscemi forever and then one day he finally came out and said it's actually Buscemi I went "Mm, it shouldn't be but okay sir (laughs) (laughs) linguistically it's Buscemi but okay it's Italian um anyway so she plays a, a single mom in Hollywood raising three kids um it seems to be very loosely based on her own life mm-hmm. um, because the character she plays is also an actress and voice actor. If you're wondering where you know Pamela Adlin's name from, if you ever watched <laughs> King of the Hill, you know her as mm-hmm. the son, Bobby Hill. That yep. is probably her best known role, although she's done a ton of other stuff. You should check out her IMDb. Um, it's it's a really great show. It's It's a complicated, messy woman trying to keep it together essentially and raise three <laughs> kids on her own they have a dad he's not interested we've met him um <laughs> but uh two two caveats to this okay. i am i am still in the first season oh all right so there's a lot about this show that i don't know yet so i'm not going to talk about it very long i just have really been enjoying it as i've been making my way through I think it's got five seasons now. So as I come near the end, I'm rounding the corner. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm in early season two. I rounded the corner last night. I'm in very early season two. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot to go for me. And the other uh, warning that I want to put out there for anyone who might be concerned is that, yes, I do know that it was co-created and co-written with Louis C.K. for the first two seasons. And yeah, I also did the Googling to make sure that he would not be involved. further and so yeah. um adeline has distanced herself from him she once uh that came out and i will give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't know because as his you know sort of business partner yeah. uh these guys tend not to go after the highest profile women that they work with because yeah. that would come out way faster so i i believe she wouldn't have known what he was up to and uh anyway she she severed all ties with him he is no longer part of the show. That's also apparently why there's a big gap between seasons two and three, uh, because yeah. they co-wrote all of the episodes together. So once he was gone, she had to put together a writing room and it, mm-hmm. you know, it took a while. Um, but I'm not prepared to throw the baby out with the bathwater in this case, because <laughs> it is her show. Yeah. Uh, so if the show is the baby, he is the bathwater and he's gone <laughs> after season two. So I think you're safe to watch it. He's no longer benefiting from from anybody. Wow, do I enjoy that metaphor? (laughs) What's next on your list? Um, I just wanted to add to better things. I watched, I think the first couple seasons before the break and then just had not had a chance to get back to it. And it was excellent. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, Pamela Adlon, the kids are amazing. I I should have shouted out the kids. Yeah. Is she's one of those 
that guy slash gal who was in that thing kind of actors i think for mm-hmm. most people like yes i have seen that person in a bajillion I've seen things that i've heard their voice yes. in a bajillion yeah. things if you scroll her imdb you will find things you know if nothing else you have absolutely heard her voice yeah. um but yeah i you know what i really should have shouted out the kids and i will really quickly because yeah they're, absolutely they're uh fantastic so her she has uh three kids on the show uh three ostensibly daughters and i'm saying ostensibly because there's a moment in season one where one of the daughters insists that one of her sisters Mm -hmm. is a boy is probably trans and where i am at in the show we have not revisited that so it's very unclear to me if frankie is a girl a boy or non-binary it has not been addressed i think they're still using she her pronouns the actress certainly seems to uh be and identify as a girl so We'll say daughters for now with the caveat. So three caveats on this one. <laughs> Terrible guy helped create it. Uh, haven't seen all of it. And uh, attempting very hard to avoid misgendering someone whose gender yeah. may change as the show goes on. I don't know. Um, another episode of Asterisk Theater. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it's great. So the, the daughters are played by Mikey Madison, who plays Max, Hannah Riley, who plays Frankie, and Olivia Edwards, who plays duke and i have yet to learn if duke is short for anything i've never heard that name for a girl but it's pretty fantastic um all of them so great i had a moment in the pilot before i looked up who was playing the daughters of wondering if the eldest daughter max was actually being played by pamela anderson's daughter pamela anderson my god (laughs) pamela adlin's daughter uh because she does have a daughter gideon adlin who is an actress and whom i have seen in other things and who bears quite a striking resemblance to Mikey Madison, who is playing her oh, daughter. Wow. So I had a moment of like, is that, is that, no, I don't think so. And then I looked up and went, no, but boy, they could play sisters. Wow. No, I don't think yeah. I ever knew that uh, Avalon even had a daughter. So. Yeah. You've probably seen her and stuff and she looks vaguely familiar and there, it's, there's quite a resemblance to her mom. Could have been. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Most people have a resemblance in their parents. Next thing on your list. Um, I only had the two things on my list. What's uh, what's the next thing on your list? Uh, okay, well, I will really very much pick up the lightning round. Uh, yeah. So other things I've enjoyed recently, there's a show called Somebody Somewhere that stars Bridget Everett. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays a, a singer and musician who, in, in her real life, she's a comedian, but mm-hmm. she plays a singer and a musician named Sam. Fun fact, Pamela Adlin's character in Better Things also named Sam. Um, (laughs) This Sam is, uh, she's back in her hometown. She's living in the house of her deceased sister. We're we're certainly given the impression that she came back to town to nurse her sister through cancer. That sister did not survive. And so Mm. now she's just kind of hanging out in her hometown, living in her sister's house um, and having to contend with her other sister. She was very close to the sister who died the third sister and and she are not terribly close. They were sort of a little pot of two plus one. Mm-hmm. And now it's the one plus half of the two. Yeah. And so that's an awkward relationship. Um, she's also got an alcoholic mom and a dad who doesn't really know what to do about anything. Um, so it's an interesting family dynamic. But then she finds some amazing friends in this town that you might not expect to find in a little farming town in the middle of nowhere where she lives um so it's it's an interesting it's not quite fish out of water because she comes from here so she's back home oh, but okay. at the same time how does a, a musician who's were used to touring and traveling and living in the city how do you then come back to this very tiny town 
Yeah. And like, what is here for you? You left so for a reason. Ocean fish in pond. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So yeah. by the end of the first season, she seems to kind of be making some peace with it. And I think we'll get a season two. Uh, and Bridget Everett is I think brilliant and everything. Yeah. I believe it did. Yeah. yeah. So she's, that's worth uh, checking out. And then. Uh, yeah, she's a great comic. I'm, I'm sure that show is great. Yeah, I've, I've liked her and everything I've seen her in. She deserves her own show and, and they did a good <laughs> job with it. Yeah. Um, the next thing on my list is we're switching gears. I'm going into the podcast realm. Uh, podcast realm. The podcast reading glasses. They help you read better. Um, <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a podcast about reading. It's on the Maximum Fun Network. Yeah. Uh, now is a great time to check it out because... Um, as of this recording, Max Fun Drive starts tomorrow. As of this episode dropping, it will still be going on. Yep. Um, and Max Fun Drive is the best time to join Max Fun because you get a fun gift and there's all kinds of fun events and everybody puts out their best episodes in those two weeks of the year. So <laughs> it's the greatest time to check out any podcast on that network, including um, Reading Glasses. It's hosted by Mallory O'Mara and Bria Grant. Um, they are both in the filmmaking world, um, Bria has been an actress and a filmmaker. Uh, Mallory has been a filmmaker, not an actor. Um, <laughs> she also does like crazy weightlifting. She's an author. Really? <laughs> cool. They're both, they're fascinating women. They're both yeah. fascinating women and they both read a lot and um, they do all kinds of stuff. So they'll tell you about what they're reading. They make personalized recommendations if you write into them. They will review what they call book tech, which is gadgets and such to, to help you read um for for better or for worse some of them are not great and they'll give you their honest opinion uh and they're they're really fun and it's a nice sort of tightly written uh show that i enjoy without yeah. it sounding like over rehearsed and in keeping with that my last recommendation for you all in the next month or perhaps longer is to do what i'm doing at the moment consider reading your own unread books <laughs> <laughs> if like me you have a house full of books that you have only partially read or not read that you picked up and then put down that somebody gave you that uh you know try try reading them some of them are probably very good i went through <laughs> my library now i have here's a confession uh, i have an enormous library of books i always have it's it's a problem in my life um <laughs> that i have too many I books also and have I, that same problem <laughs> i'm not a book hoarder i do a book call once or twice a year where i take a bunch of them and get mm -hmm. rid of them and yet they keep happening and i'm not i'm not <laughs> not mad about it because i do like them but you know it's i my vices are coffee and books i don't know what to tell you so um <laughs> though i have been going through i went through uh about a week ago with a notebook i made a list of all of my unread books that are meant to be read cover to cover you know like not the dictionary or whatever not the coffee table books <laughs> i do no not the coffee table books i don't have too many of those uh and i do own a physical <laughs> dictionary i'm never gonna read it cover to cover oh i have like eight <laughs> um but uh but all you know all of the novels all of the memoirs all of that you know what have you i made a list of them it's two pages long single spaced dear god <laughs> and i'm doing my best to make my way through it um one thing i've learned from reading glasses is that you should not be afraid to dump a book if you're not enjoying yes. it. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I will read all of these cover to cover, but I'm going to give them all a try. So far I'm on my third and fourth because I'm reading two concurrently, a fiction and a nonfiction. Um, so yeah, I recommend doing that. 
it's a great use of your time and stuff you already have. Yeah, I am also trapped under a pile of heavy books. I have stuff in various states of shelving and storage. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, a ton of the stuff that I have is like history and, you know, sort of on the drier side of mm -hmm. reads that are hard to jump into um, spontaneously. I used to yep. do this thing a couple of times a year where I would put things on my Amazon wish list and eventually books get so cheap mm -hmm. that they or I don't know that this has happened recently, but this was how I think I did a lot in my 20s is they will be like a cent or five cents and they will just charge shipping. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I would if spend they're old like, enough, that'll happen. Yeah. You know, for a book that's even just like five or 10 years old, I would spend mm -hmm. like 50 bucks and get 20 books. Pretty good. And so I have just boxes and boxes of like um, ancient history, uh, U.S. colonial history, U.S. revolutionary mm -hmm. history, a lot of stuff that I don't know if I'll ever get through, but they're fun for reference. And I don't mm -hmm. know, I, I I am possessed of that weird principle that if you own a book, you also like possess the knowledge of it. That, like that doesn't you work are, if you've never opened it. <laughs> exactly. And you are much more of a library person. And yeah. I think that's a better way for most people to be if you are not... Um, prepared to spend tons and tons <laughs> of money on books. But yeah, I will also um, second your point about it's okay to break up with a book yes. or a movie or a TV mm -hmm. show, anything that you're not into, by all means, like you're under no obligation and probably no one will even know. They probably won't. And and you don't, you don't have to love every book. Yeah. Um, there are some, like one of the two I'm reading right now, the fiction one, uh, it's called Bowl of Cherries. It was written mm. by Millard Kaufman. Uh, he was a 90-year-old debut novelist when That's he wrote awesome. it. Um, so part of why I picked it up, it was published by McSweeney's about 15 years ago. I've had it probably all this time, and I <laughs> hadn't really tackled it, and I don't know why. It's just moved around with me, and I yeah. never got rid of it because I did eventually want to read it, so I finally picked it up. I'm about halfway through. Um, you know, I have some issues with it because there are, you know, I don't... It's from McSweeney's. So some of it is quite satirical. Okay. But I cannot tell. I do not like the way that he talks about and describes women. Oh. And yeah. I cannot tell if he is satirizing it. How, you know, have you seen oh, the, the men write women? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't tell if he is purposely doing this to satirize how badly men do it or if he's actually as bad at it. So I, if he's yeah. satirizing it, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his intent is, you're not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, at least at least on someone who has read many, many bad and purely physical descriptions of women yeah. in books written by men, as if, you know, we don't have brains uh, or personalities. It's That's <laughs> not working for me. But yeah. um, I am the plot like it the book is still very good it's a the plot is very interesting i want to see where it goes yeah um and i'm intended uh, inclined to give him a teensy bit of grace although not much because talking about women that way was never okay <laughs> for the fact that he was 90 he was sure. a 90 year old white man his perspective would have nothing to do with mine <laughs> although presumably so, he did not have like a 90 year old editor so yeah so i i mean it's possible <laughs> that he is trying to make fun of the way that this is often done and i'm just I'm sick of how it's been done all this time. Yeah. And so it's not funny to me. That's fair. That's possible. It's also possible he's just that bad at writing women. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> wouldn't be the first. Shout out to Millard Kaufman, who I have to assume is dead if he was 90, 15 years ago, but I haven't checked. <laughs> Statistics would suggest. <laughs> if you're out there, Mr. Kaufman, I don't know.
know, buddy, but uh, overall a good novel. <laughs> Hopefully you learned since this book was published. <laughs> so that's it for yeah. for our lists, yeah? Lightning hath struck. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the first time ever, I had more notes than you did. Um, yeah, I think in, in purely a number of things that doesn't happen that frequently, but yeah. Um, I think most of the other stuff that I would want to talk about are longer conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And we did say we were doing a short one today. Yeah. Um, also listeners, if you're hearing piano music in the background, I apologize. My downstairs neighbor plays the piano hmm. and uh, I can certainly hear it. I don't know if you can, it's not unpleasant. It's just, you know, I don't hear noise on the track, but yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find out when you edit, if the, uh, I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, do you want to hitch plugs on the way out? Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stevie KJ. Um, that's Stevie and then my initials spelled out. So S-T-E-V-I-E-K-A-Y-J-A-Y. My website, which just uh, yesterday got a bit of a refresh or oh. cleanup, is steviejackson.ca. Um, I got it down, out. simplified it, you know. Uh, so please go ahead and check that out. As always, you can watch my series, Honestly Charlotte at honestlycharlotte.com, or you can just head over to YouTube and put in Honestly Charlotte and it'll come right up for you. I've made it into a playlist. Uh, I think that's all the things. What would you like to plug? Uh, I don't really have much to report. Um, hopefully there will be more, which is a thing I have said a bajillion times. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the TMI is I just have had stuff in my personal life that's been complicated for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. So things that I have wanted to finish and uh, release for public consumption are not in a state where that's possible, mm-hmm. but where uh, I'm, I'm in one of those places and have been for the last few years where I have several things that are like 80 to 90% completed and it drives me freaking crazy. But stay yeah. tuned to Chris M. Royce on Twitter and ChristopherRoyce.com. <laughs> Maybe there will be something there. It's a mystery. <laughs> Someday. Uh, I forgot to plug my own fundraiser, which was dumb oh, of me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm running a GoFundMe to eventually be able to direct my short script, We Don't Talk About Godspell, which is a short comedy about an intrepid student reporter who tries to discover her school's most closely guarded secret, that being why we don't talk about Godspell. <laughs> um, I'm also applying for grants for it. The, the fundraiser is not intended to pay for the whole thing, but if you're so inclined to help out, you can head on over. Uh, there, there's a link to it on my Twitter at all times. That's probably the easiest way or just go to GoFundMe and search. We don't talk about Godspell because nobody else has that title. That's good. <laughs> um, contributions are greatly appreciated. So is spreading the word. If, if you're not inclined uh, or able to help financially, please do not feel bad. That's totally fine. Uh, but a retweet or a share would be just as appreciated. Yes, please do that because I want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I read the script and it is good and I yep. donated a little money and I want to see this movie. So please, appreciate please that. help Thank me you. help Stevie make that <laughs> Help you help me <laughs> help, help them watch this movie. <laughs> correct. <laughs> I've done the math. That is correct. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you as always for listening. Uh, please feel free to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Um, <laughs> And we will see you back in June with some uh, exciting developments.